Welcome back. You're listening to Rally DNA, which at the time of recording is the number one ranked automotive podcast on the Apple charts in Ireland. So thank you to all our listeners for the continued support. We're eternally grateful. And hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we're still somewhere in that ballpark. I'm Killian Cronin and joined as ever by my partner in podcasting crime, the Gravel Cruise, Jamie Arkell. Hello, Killian. Hello, everyone. This week, we are returning to the Best in Pretza 555 continuation car and joining us to have a deeper look at the car and its origins is the driving force behind the programme, Carlo Brawley. Welcome, Carlo, and delighted to, to have you with us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for talking to me and giving me the chance to talk about more about my passion, about the car and everything else. Thank you so much. No, we, we, we like a bit of passion and, 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 and plenty deep, <laughs> deep chats here. <laughs> I don't know from where to start, you know, uh, when, uh, when you feel your passion in, in the deep DNA, okay, uh, it's difficult to say, because if you go by, by memories, okay, you can spot on something, but uh, it's not exactly that. It's a way of life where you, where <laughs> actually you think about that thing every day, not every second, but uh, almost, uh, I mean, by sure every day and every night. And you wake up in the morning with uh, new ideas and uh, you go to bed thinking to the next one. But basically, if I think, if I have to think uh, from where my uh, rally passion from a chemical point of view comes from, my grandpa used to race against Enzo Ferrari in the Coupe of the, of the Alpi, the, uh, the Alps Cup in 1926 on Alancia Bilanda. And Mr. Enzo Ferrari was on Alfa Romeo. And they were struggling uh, within 1,500 kilometers all, all around the earth on gravel. Okay. So chemical, wow. from a chemical point of view, it could be that. Uh, <laughs> and um, if I go back to, to my rally passion, I have to think about a, a, an event um, when I was uh, five years old in 76, uh, when I was uh, with my family in the car. We were on a highway between Milan and Turin, and we had uh, uh, like a, uh, a grooming car coming from the back. It was so noisy, and it was Lancia Stratus Group 4. And I asked my father, what, what, what car is that? He said, it's Bezza Lancia Stratus Group 4. And it was like, uh, like a tattoo, okay, you know. And uh, from then on, I mean, my father was a Formula 1 photographer uh, by passion, okay, just to have the passes to go everywhere and see and watch the Formula 1 in the 70s. Then he gave up. And, uh, and auto sprint, which is uh, your autosport, was uh, already, always on our table every week. So, you know, it, it, it was track racing or, uh, or rally. Uh, rally, it was the most close to me because I live on the Lake Maggiore. And the Lake Maggiore, we have at least three rallies, okay, regional or national. And uh, every year, three times, three times per year, I have the, car, the rally cars coming. I mean, uh, underneath my, 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 almost my house. Okay. Uh, Subaru. Um, Subaru. Uh, Subaru, it, uh, it's amazing because it, 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 it's Japanese. And uh, when we had the Lancia here uh, from, uh, let's say, 82 to 92, it was really big, 10, 10 full years of Lancia, from the 037 to the S4, to the eight valves, uh, to the Integrale, Integrale 16 valves, and the Deltone. Uh, last uh, Carlos Sainz is driving it in 91. 
And then we had like a, a small truck called the Subaru Legacy, okay, which was half <laughs> pink and half white, driven by Mr. Piero Liatti, who it started to beat uh, all the Lancias. And we were like, <laughs> it's impossible. It was possible. <laughs> it was possible. And then, and then we were very, I mean, there were a lot of fun, uh, fans really ready to follow up on a new myth and uh, looking for a new myth in terms of driving because Mickey Biazon was giving up almost his career in Lancia then he went to Ford, but the big thing was within Lancia. And also about the car. Everybody understood that the Lancia Delta was uh, over. Okay, when Abarth retired from rallies in, uh, in 91 and went, they went into 92 with a, like a satellite uh, team. Um, so I think the, 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 do you say the witness of, uh, of the victories and the witness of being uh, the rally myth uh, was left by the Lancia open to the newcomer? And the newcomer was, a, was by, by fact the Subaru Impreza because of two things. First of all, there was, there was a, a, a team uh, of driver uh, putting together the, uh, I mean, the ability and the spectacularity of Colin, uh, the, um, the, the, the professionality of uh, Carlos Sainz, and, uh, and we had in Italy Piero Gatti, which was a, a really good representative and a, a, really, a really good driver, not only on tarmac, as most people say, but also on gravel. I mean, he, he left the position in gravel uh, several times to his teammates, uh, mostly in the Asian Pacific area and so on. Um, so this is it. And uh, of course, at that time, uh, we, the, the myth of uh, uh, the, the Subaru Impreza, okay, which is, was exactly this one, okay, okay, uh, grew up uh, among all the fans, all the Lancia fans. I, I would say there's nobody that said, uh, uh, well, no, I go for the Lancia and Subaru is no, 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 no. It, it was a continuation, continuation <laughs> passion from one to the other one. Also because the Subaru had uh, two characteristics that made it unique, the noise. Okay. Let's say three, the noise, the best drivers. Okay, not saying that uh, Tommy Mackin was less, but he was driving uh, uh, an Evo, which was much more normal. Okay, even if he won five champions, championships, okay, and also when he was driving a Group A against the WRCs in 97. Okay, um, and then it was a car with a normal shape that you could go to the supermarket, okay, to buy food. <laughs> Okay, and this was the opposite of the Lancia, which was, you know, very muscle. muscle. Um, and then, uh, because it was uh, starting to win. So for a reason, actually. For a reason, actually. Uh, I perfectly remember uh, San Remo 90, and San Remo 95, or ni yeah, 95, when... Uh, uh, when Colin, uh, uh, I was with my brothers at the side of the road of, of uh, San Romolo on top of a hill, okay? And the, it was beautiful because you could see uphill, okay, uh, like two, three kilometers. And then they were going on a, on a crest and going down on the other side. And then after two hours, the same special stages was made opposite way, okay? So you, you had them in front of you and coming down. And we were out, uh, we were 
we thought to be safe uh, on on the side, uh, okay, internal side of of, of a turn, and uh, Colin arrived exactly with his front of the car on the opposite way of the turn, and we were like this, like looking at him in his eyes, and he was just calm, making this and putting the car in the other way, and we were just uh, incredibly, incredibly uh, <laughs> astonished, <laughs> astonished. A uh, couple of years after. I, we, at that time, we had VHS cassette, okay? And I, I had a, a subscription to Solorelli, which was a, a collectible. And I, we saw ourselves in that position because there was a camera there. And I'm, I lost it, I have to say, and I'm still looking for it. So I, I don't think that the, uh, the, the, the English public uh, knows about Solorelli, but uh, I've already spread out the... My 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 question to the Italian fans: <laughs> to see If somebody has one and have it to duplicate that, so you're immortalized forever in some some period footage from the San Remo Rally. Yeah, as, as long as I find <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully someone turns up with it. There must be a copy somewhere. VHS rallies, yeah, if you're listening. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the VHS rallies would be the guy to to talk to there, surely, wouldn't it? Have you familiar with the VHS rallies uh, YouTube channel? No. Yeah, look that up because he's putting in a lot of work um, preserving okay. old footage. And oh. if he doesn't have it, he, he might be of some assistance. Uh, I don't know if I he will. listens to this. I but... will. Uh, I, Clear I your afternoon will. first, though. Otherwise, you'll be sucked down a rabbit water and you won't be getting anything else done that isn't watching old 90s rally clips. It's, yeah. uh, it's a wonderful way of spending an evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's okay. got some I great will. content. It's yeah. it's very interesting what you say, Carlo. How how this kind of Delancia fan base seemed to almost migrate directly over to Subaru. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Without yeah. the senses as well. <laughs> you know, at that time, uh, uh, the, the the whole Abart. I mean, most of the people felt that uh, the Abart was uh, betraying the the fans, the drivers, and and the, and the well, Fiat was betraying. Uh, Abart, the Lancia, the fans, and so on. They gave notice of uh, going out of the competitions in one day with no explanations. They left Carlos Sainz uh, uh, in the middle of the development of the Lancia del Tona, and uh, and they went just uh, out of the uh, rally business, which was unbelievable for for everybody. So let me say that uh, we really welcomed. Uh, the Evos in Group N and the Subarus in Group A. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. And then on a minor- minority part, the Toyota Celica and all the different generations were, I mean, had fans uh, more more on the on the driver side than uh, than the car. Let's say. Ah. Could do, do you could you have a guess as to why that was the case? What why was the Impreza so universally popular amongst Italian rally fans compared to a Celica? Uh, first of all, because the road car was cheaper, much, much cheaper, mm-hmm. much cheaper. And um, secondly, was uh, more user-friendly. Four doors, uh, it was a sedan car instead of being a coupe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was lighter. It, I mean, the road, the road car was lighter, was uh, um, easier uh, to drive and more fun to drive. More fun to drive, definitely, definitely, because it was. Uh, I mean, and, and the Boxer engine anyway, with the even even in in stock, uh, was 
uh, is an incredible engine. Is an incredible engine. I repeat, is, a, is an incredible <laughs> engine. You have to be careful here because Jamie does have a Celica. So <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me that before. <laughs> I know that uh, it was much more fun to to watch his face uh, like that. <laughs> Even I'll admit that the Subaru sounds better than. <laughs> but I know that the, the the Celica with the right brakes, the right turbo, the right ECU, uh, you have to change the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> put, it, put it this way. When I was back in the day, I was a McRae fan. So don't worry about back in the time I was I was on the same hymn sheet as you. <laughs> OK, OK. So with all this, you know, I mean, a fairly impressive heritage of motorsport in, in your family and a great exposure to, you know, Group 4 Stratos's and, and, and spectating San Remo in the mid 90s. It seems like you were pretty destined to be getting into a rally car yourself. To give it a go and, and and you did yes yes i did that um in in two ways in two different scenarios the first scenario was when i i was 20 uh 21 years old and my first goal was to jump on a rally car and make a rally no matter with what i had to do it so with a schoolmate at the, in the last uh, uh in the last year at uh, uh um, before graduation, okay, uh, so we were 18 years old, we made the license, uh, and we both uh, into a Renault 5, uh, Renault 5 uh, GT Turbo, okay, which was a truck, a truck, uh, <laughs> a truck uh, car, okay, and uh, we went to our mechanic and say, okay, we want to, uh, to, to rally with this. He was like, what? <laughs> well, so we did it, we spent 1,500 euros, I mean, 1.5 million, which was actually 750 euros of today. Um, and uh, we, we just put those things that we, uh, with which we've been uh, able to, to pass the, the, the previous uh, inspections, okay, um, from the officers. And, uh, and we went straight for it with uh, truck tires, which never got warm uh, after 25 kilometers of stages but for, for us it was important to be there and this is one thing another thing is uh, i had an, another friend who um, who still is a, a voxel dealer here and uh, so we 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 found a nova i mean the corsa b which is the nova b16 bus and we made it in group a and we start racing quite hard in um, in the italian um, opel trophy and we we ended up fifth overall which was nice uh, with this tiny uh, metal box. And if I think uh, all the, I mean, fast downhill that we made with that uh, in in that small tiny metal box, I wouldn't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. And so uh, while the while the dream was the Super Impreza, uh, we were already uh, on on tarmac roads and sometimes on gravel roads with. Uh, uh, with the with the with the course of the 16 bars. Um then what happened uh, i uh, i came to the uk i came to the uk uh, to work uh, um as a um, first stage as a stagiaire and uh, at that time i i sent out my cv to david richard in prodrive uh, I was just ending the university with a specialization in marketing and uh, ProDrive was really built up the company. 
And so I, I sent my CV there. And I, I got a reply in two or three days, and I was quite surprised by that, uh, saying that there was no position for me in, as a junior marketing, whatever. And I, was, I also told them, uh, well, wrote them, uh, I, and I own a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my, I made a promise to myself uh, that one day uh, I would have, uh, I would have uh, competed on a Subaru Group A in some way. So uh, from then on, I worked hard. Uh, I've been very lucky to be quite a successful um, entrepreneur. Uh, and uh, and finally, I've been a, I've been able to to buy uh, an Impreza Coupe uh, from Ireland and uh, brought it to Italy. And uh, uh, in Italy, I'm quite lucky because just uh, um, five kilometers from my house on the Lake Maggiore, there was uh, the Subaru Rally Italy. Okay, and the people that used to work there, uh, father and son, are still there, and they were they 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 run a workshop. Okay, specialized only on coupes and uh, and WRCs, Subaru. Um, so I went to them and we restore fully, we fully restore it. And that was a, an export uh, uh, Collins car, 93 Rock, and then was brought to Italy and became a Piero Liatti car. Okay, and, and then went back to the UK and then uh, finally uh, back to Italy. And uh, I started to, to rally with that car and make it national cheer. And until the, 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 the shell was, uh, was bending everywhere and there was rust and I really had to rebuild a part of the shell. But in these 10 years, uh, we made a couple of scratches as well. But in these 10 years, um, I understood two things. First of all, that people were going crazy hearing, uh, again, Subaru Boxer Group A. And looking at a car that was driven like an M3, okay, and uh, getting out of the turns uh, sideways uh, with the front traction as well, so you could you could play with that. So people were really um, happy to see that. One thing. The second thing is that after each rally, uh, I had several pieces that were just broken or blown up or uh, at, at a millimeter to 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 break again. And every time I changed everything, and then there was no matter of uh, getting everything safe, because uh, if you, you, you had changed uh, piece one, two, and three, then pieces four, piece four was going to break uh, because the car at, at the end had uh, 30 years, almost 30 years, and uh, maybe 300 rallies on the shoulders. And one, uh, one piece w- which became very delicate uh, was the uh, the gearbox uh, made mm-hmm. in magnesium. Magnesium, you have it has a, a I don't know how you say English exactly, but it comes porous. Uh, the the material uh, yeah, loses uh, its structure. Oh, the metal, yes. Yeah, porous. <clears throat> okay, uh, like the rims, for example, they lose mm-hmm. the pressure uh, pressure after uh, twenty years, and uh, the uh, the if you remember the magnesium rims of uh, the lunch, uh, of the Alfa Romeo Giulia GTA, okay, with the, all, all the holes around, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're all in aluminium right now because uh, the one in magnesium they lose the pressure of uh, if they yeah, they are the original ones. So um, I understood that there was something uh, to do, uh, and my choice was one option A to leave the car in a museum, option B doing something else. 
And uh, in all these years, I matured the, uh, the, uh, the, the knowledge of the different suppliers uh, that, uh, were, uh, that I used to uh, buy the pieces from, or I built the pieces uh, by myself. And, uh, and this gives, gave me the, the opportunity of uh, putting together the knowledge of starting with a crazy idea to make uh, a new group A from scratch. And it does sound crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. When approximately was it that you decided to, to, set, to set about this? It was uh, almost four years ago, three and a half years, between three and a half years and four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was it was the moment that when uh, I really understood that, that uh, I could have used my my original car just once a year, and at that point I saw the enthusiasm of uh, the rally drivers of of my age that were slightly going uh, to in, into the historic, which in Italy are. Com- are completely divided in two different rallies. I mean, there's no mix like in France or so on. So you have historic rally, you have modern rally. Now mm-hmm. they are trying to, to put together uh, the two events in one. And um, and yeah, that was the moment. That was my moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's quite an impressive time frame, actually, to go from three and a half years ago to the cars, you know, ready and having magazine articles written and being driven and tested considering we've had covid and everything in between or or did it did that actually even help in some ways that you maybe had more time to dedicate to it uh from yeah saying this yes saying this yes because on one side uh, uh, there was uh, a lot, uh, there is a lot of engineering uh, uh investment and work and covid uh, didn't stop the process uh, of engineering that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so when COVID finished, uh, we were we were already ready with most of the parts. And what we missed was the latest part of it, uh, the implementation of the softwares uh, and uh, the the use of the hardware and uh, the electronic part and so on. So let's say that uh, COVID uh, didn't stop us. Put it in this way, yeah. So when you did start down this road what what was the original intention did you always have you know did, did you start this idea as making a new one for yourself and then it evolved from there or what was the original intention with the whole program yeah, yeah. Um, uh, two main two main starting points first of all i don't like to uh, spend money uh, just because i want to spend the money but I like more investing the money. Secondly, uh, I want to do something that uh, uh, was uh, going to be special in some way. So not just uh, a replica, but it should have been a continuation car precisely. And giving uh, uh, an added value to the project, uh, because the, I, in, in my mind, the project couldn't, uh, couldn't be alone. And um, the natural uh, link of this project, which was bringing back to life uh, a legend like the Impreza, it was and it is uh, to link it to Colin McRae and the McRae family, making two legends alive. 
it was not it it was it was a it was a challenge it was a challenge because you know uh, I had some contact with the McRae family uh, through the really legend organizer uh, Vito Pierulli and uh, through him I started to talk with them and explain about the project and then I went to Lanark and um, we we spent uh, a beautiful day and um, they understood uh, that uh, the project was really brought with passion okay it was not it was not uh, starting from a business idea exploiting mm-hmm. uh, okay everything but it was made by passion and um, and also explaining that uh, uh, i was there uh, to say that um, we it was the moment also to uh, bring back to life uh, uh, a memory in, with which uh, the new generation and the new uh, the new fans uh, could uh, uh, understand better the uh, McRae legacy. Also, having uh, uh, I mean Max McRae today is uh, is a huge promise uh, in the in the in the rally in the rally world, and uh, all the things put together uh, made a win win situation for everybody, and uh, and that's it, which is unbelievable. Uh, if I go back to three years, uh, for me it was just a dream, you know. And um, and the importance for me, as as I say, is uh, to make the things at at my best. Uh, mm-hmm. But the best is yet to come because I I always want to improve. I don't want to stop uh, to uh, once I I reach an objective, uh, a target or a goal that that I said before. Okay, and uh, these were the main reasons why. And uh, uh, Talking about the car, uh, I wanted to do something uh, different, something special, and something uh, technologically advanced where it was possible and allowed by the Group A uh, rule. Okay, where it was allowed by the Group A rule because it, um, the electronics, uh, uh, the electrical system, uh, the the softwares, uh, the dampers. Uh, and and so on, and this made um, together with the fact that the car is a brand new in every single detail, from uh, I mean down to every nut uh, nut and bolt. Uh, as you say, uh, at the end makes a huge difference from uh, my car, for example, which is a uh, very well maintained. I would say, I mean, um, uh, I couldn't do better than what I'm doing on my mm-hmm. car, my, my original car. And I've and, seen that uh, car up close at, uh, at Rally Legend um, twice. Yeah. And it's, it is, you know, to be, to be fair, it, it, it doesn't show its age. So that's a, you know, it's quite a statement yeah. and to, to improve <laughs> on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As you say, uh, at the end, when you drive it, when you drive the two cars, the the best Impreza is at least 1.5 seconds faster than per kilometer, and, and which is amazing, you know, which is amazing, which is amazing. I experimented the, the uh, uh, with my rivals uh, in um, in Rally Legend against the 037 against the other cars, and I I stood in front of them. Okay, so I was faster. And uh, which was already, I mean, making me happy. Uh, only when Ken Block with his uh, Astro prototype came over, <laughs> okay, we uh, we lost and we got we finished second 
second and third to two years in a row. And that was, I mean, it was okay. When Piero jumped on the car after we spent uh, several uh, test runs in finding uh, what I, in finding a good uh, standard setup, which to me has to be that setup that doesn't give you any surprise when you brake, uh, even turning, uh, it's quite neutral, uh, and you don't have to drive flat out or in full brake on full brake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Piero just jumped out the car and said, oh my God, and he was smiling like this. What did you do, Piero? Uh, you are trying the car and now you have to make it better. For me, it's <laughs> fine. For me, it's fine. Just maybe with the bars, we have to play a little bit with the bars. It's un- unbelievable, unbelievable. If we had, if we had something similar to this at that time, when we were struggling uh, uh, to have to find uh, one tenth of a second, hypothetically, on some special Pirellis for that particular rally, and we were happy when we went home, and then at, at the rally it was not like that, but it was, I mean, like without having made the, the test. And he was so, so happy. And so uh, he had a really fun. I mean, for you, that must have been like all your Christmases came at once because your passion for obviously Subarus and, and rallying is 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 clear for all to see. You're clearly one of us. Um, and, and so to have someone like Piero Liatti, you know, saying how wonderful the car you've built is, I mean, that, that must have been indescribably brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, with him, with him, we uh, we we shared the choice. Uh, I mean, m- most of the choices since the beginning. And when I was telling him, uh, "What if we do this and we don't we do that?" Say, "No, no, no, go this way," because I remember this was a weak point of uh, of the car. Okay, okay. And mostly on the differentials and the managing uh, of uh, center diff and the, and the front diff. And uh, he was um, he pushed us to to go on the Riger suspensions, mm-hmm. um, which makes a big which makes a big difference. Not just them, but them with other modifications. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, you are right. Uh, it was uh, three times Christmas in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how did Piero become involved in the project? You know, you, you obviously reached out to him. Was it? Was it tricky to get him involved, or was he very enthusiastic? No, no, no. no. I'm I'm friend with Piero, first of all, before the, before this project. Mm-hmm. So it was quite easy. Let's okay, say. that's it useful. Was quite easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he came uh, the first time that I brought the the Impreza to Italy. Uh, I I called him uh, and uh, we made a test together. I stood uh, at the co-driver in the co-driver seat while Piero was driving. And I can tell you, 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 you understand so many things, so many things, staying on the side of a, of a, of a pro that used that car. Amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing. And you're very amazing. fortunate to have him, you know, you know, very useful, obviously, having him as a friend, but because of his intricate knowledge, you know, period knowledge of the car must have been an invaluable resource right the yeah. way through. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. But you know, successful projects uh, at the end are become become. I mean, are successful by definition because a lot of the different co- positive coincidences, okay, are matched together. 
Mm-hmm. So having uh, the Subaru Rally Italy ex work, I mean ex uh, uh, workers here, it was it is uh, so important. Having the good connection in the UK, for example, with Autosportif, it's uh, another point. Uh, having good engineering in Italy, okay, is another point. Having Piero is another point. Uh, being curious. Always, it's not in point. Uh, not having the fear to ask things in in which you believe, uh, it's another point that gives you that open opens door. So all the things together, I think, uh, uh, made uh, this project uh, come to life. Uh, speaking of the Italian engineering side, is there yes. much of a, a culture of continuation and resto mod? projects in Italy because because obviously in the UK there's quite a few resto mod companies and I wasn't sure yeah but in Italy in Italy we have two major examples um, with similar cars that that um, brought to life uh, some projects which are very distinctive and um, different from mine but everyone everyone has uh, uh, very strong character. One is the uh, Chimera 037, mm-hmm. okay, which is a road car starting from uh, uh, starting from the Lancia Beta, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, uh, another one is the Delta Futurista of Automobili Amos. That's the two door one, is it? Uh, yeah, and he reinterpreted. Uh, completely at uh, the delta, and um, and then there is a, like a Julia, uh, a Julia. Um, they made it electric before, and then now they are installing like uh, the powerful uh, uh, Julia Julia Quadrifoglio engine, the B turbo one, and then uh, there is us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not consider the Mickey Biazion. Uh, Limited series of Delta because in in this uh, in, um, in 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 this uh, consideration because he actually uh, make makes uh, like a, a light uh, tuning of the car mm-hmm. and um, put his signature and he sells it uh, which is very good but it's a different project I think yeah and then there is the P twenty five but it is it's in the UK. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like the idea that uh, someone in Italy was making an electric Giulietta or Giulia rather and presumably You like the you like the idea? I, I, well, I no, no, like no, 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 no. I like the idea that they were making it and then presumably because of public outcry were forced to put a proper engine in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you're not seeing many I, electric vehicles I, get replaced with a twin turbo V6. <laughs> you know? No, 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 no. And I can't imagine to replace, I mean, that engine. I have a, I have a Giulia, uh, a Giulia GT 2.0 liters Group 2 from 71 and i can tell you it has uh, 189 horsepower mm-hmm. okay and with that power it's even too much so i if you put 510 on that you really have to build a, a new a completely new carbon chassis otherwise I mean, it'll just twist yeah i mean the, I the, 
the company I work for, Retropower, we built uh, a, a Julia GTL G, GT Junior with a Millington Diamond engine in a few years ago. Um, okay. And that was something else that worked, but and it sounded great as well because a Millington Diamond. However, it, it wasn't universally popular, especially in Italy, purely because people thought it was sacrilege taking the the original twin cam engine out and putting a Millington Diamond in. <laughs> Uh, anyway, going back to your question, in Italy, I think we have uh, a huge potential in uh, and knowledge today. Um, some of some of some of some of the of the people that uh, twist the that has that have the knowledge uh, are getting older, are getting old, and we should uh, we should save them in um, building up uh, like a mo uh, motorsport di district or something uh, that I saw very well in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, the Motor Valley in Modena, Maranello, Sant'Agata Bolognese, with Lamborghini, Maserati, and uh, Ferrari, of course, uh, De Tomaso at the beginning, uh, Bugatti. Mm -hmm. And there, the tradition is still very strong because they always continue to to supply and to be in the industry in the in the Torino area, it's uh, it's sad. I feel sad mm -hmm. uh, because uh, you know the globalization of uh, of the of the Fiat Group, uh, which is uh, absolutely ongoing, is uh, has has made uh, the the closing of uh, hundreds of small factories, and uh, with the close uh, with the closing of Albert at that time, yes. Then there were and technology and some other and some other companies, but uh, you know having uh, at least one brand which is competing in, in officially is makes the diff makes the real difference makes mm -hmm. the real difference. And there are there are still some spots, but they are far one to the other one. And uh, the fact that the modern rallies are and uh, modern uh, modern races are raced with uh, uh, the cars which are already prepared by. Uh, by the brand, uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't facilitate a process in which uh, you have to um, uh, to, to power uh, this uh, this knowledge, and you have to invest in this knowledge uh, in making things uh, uh, not in the old manner, but uh, you know. Mm -hmm. I went to Bister Heritage a couple of times, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Every hangar is specialized in something different. It's a cool place, isn't it, Bister Heritage? In, yeah, yeah it, it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, yes, we, we miss that. We miss that. Mm -hmm. We're missing that. We're missing that. It sounds like there's potential for it to, to improve in that respect, though. You know, as you say, it sounds like the, the, the passion and the engineering base is still potentially there. If if you yes, act, well, as, yes. as you are acting upon it <laughs> yes no, no 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 yes 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 we have some uh, some uh, some uh, more than workshop uh, i mean companies that are really uh, high end and very technologically advanced uh, and so and so on uh, if it was not, not like that I, I wouldn't be able to um basically to make some pieces that were really difficult to make and uh, not available on the shelves anymore. So, yeah, yeah. And to go back to the car itself, in terms of you, you mentioned things like Piero's input on, on on the dampers and things like that. Can you take us through maybe some of the selection process and some of the things that that do differ from the original yeah. Rocks car? Like you pointed out, obviously yeah. you went to the Riegers; it had Bilstein's in period. So, 
were you originally saying we'll put Bilsteins on it? Was there another damper in mind, or, or yeah, what was the mindset uh, there? We 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 started with uh, okay. Uh, as far as the dampers are concerned, uh, just to tell you uh, something more about the original car. The original car had uh, non-adjustable Bilstein, mm-hmm. okay, and and the bars, uh, the roll bars were uh, interchangeable. Uh, as in the more in uh, best in Preza zero one, but for example, if you go with a certain and rallies uh, n- now are much uh, uh, shorter than than before. Maybe only in one day. Okay, so mm-hmm. in one day you cannot change uh, three times the bars and two times the and two times the the dampers. So at that time, uh, if uh, if if you have to change from a dry setup to a wet setup, uh, it takes hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nowadays, uh, you're not allowed. I mean, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, with uh, with the Riger, which is adjustable, you can do that. Uh, why the Riger? Because the Riger had already developed uh, uh, the, the 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 metallic part uh, that could fit uh, with the original hubs, and then uh, we gave them our standard configuration. Okay, our standard setup for that uh, could uh, cover. Uh, several uh, different conditions, tarmac, tarmac conditions, and we also developed uh, the a very quick, uh, um, a very quick uh, change uh, setup to be changed for gravel as well. So if you're not a pro, but you can, you want to keep the same dampers, you can do that with uh, very minor modifications. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would say that uh, uh, the uh, the most important part regarding the engineering uh, uh, was brought uh, uh, to the electronic and the electric system. Uh, at that time, uh, the the original car was was uh, managed by James, developed in ninety two ninety three. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, there is no way to map those engines anymore, uh, except okay. Um, and what we found out, we we made uh, a specific product uh, from Cosworth, and um, we are using that. But that also uh, the 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 new design of the electrical and electronic system uh, was really important to us because uh, if you make a mistake there, you have to redo from from almost from from scratch mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, starting, uh, starting uh, as I as I did uh, uh, from zero and uh, putting all my money as an investment in making this car, uh, mistakes uh, were not allowed. So <laughs> it was really no, no, no. So it was really Im- important to evaluate correctly and uh, luckily and hopefully uh, I crossed my way with uh, very good engineers. Okay. And Autosport um, helped me a lot, uh, and uh, we developed together um, a new el- electric system, which is divided in uh, in three subsystems. Okay, so you have the engine part, uh, the front and central central shell, and the back of the car. And the data acquisition is independent, uh, while in the original car you had some cards, and if if that box doesn't work, the car doesn't work. Okay. In this case, every every part, uh, okay, is by its own, 
And, uh, and secondly, the software gives you the possibility to download the data as in modern cars. So you can really see if you went uh, over the revs, for example, and because you, you, you make a wrong, uh, a, a wrong gear change. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can see immediately all the parameters in a clear in a clear way. Uh, whilst on on my original, it was not like this. And the data acquisition today, uh, using the original one, you should have a, a PC uh, from the '90s, which it's almost impossible to to find one reliable. And and it was one thing. Uh, the biggest problem I had when uh, we switched on the car the first time which really made me feel, uh, uh, made me freeze, we say in Italian, okay. <laughs> uh, I pushed the red button and the noise of the car at idle at least uh, was like a group pen. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> which means perfect. It, it was perfect. It was yeah. perfect. Okay, that's perfect. A perfect sound. While we all know that uh, at Shouldn't idle till fifteen hundred uh, RPMs, the, the the boxer engine is is uh, is uh, roaring and rambling uh, random randomly. Mm-hmm. So I said, no, guys, this is no, 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 no. What? what? No, 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 no. This is fine. No, this is not okay <laughs> because we really have to achieve uh, that. Once I push that red button, I want to hear the same noise of my car, original car. Which was then not a problem uh, once the, you rev up, because then it's the real engine and the phase and the cams and the, the exhaust and the turbo are all the same, so that's not a problem. But 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 at idle, I want that at, at least until fifteen hundred. So we went uh, with a phonometric. We we recorded my car. We put that on a computer. We saw the diagrams, uh, and we finally understood that the original mapping was random. Because the, the 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 gems of that time was making calculation, okay, and there were, I mean, the the capacity of the hardware was uh, and the software was uh, to put all the data where where it was needed, not before, mm-hmm. and before it was just random. So we we duplicated that as well, and and finally the result. Uh, I wouldn't have to say myself this, but everybody's saying that they're they, I mean, they're just the same. They're just the same. And Nokia, nobody noticed that. There was there was a difference. So I'm I'm pretty proud of uh, of this uh, last uh, uh, percentage of uh, of achievement. Yeah. Only you know rally fans will appreciate something like that, like going into that detail to 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 cre- create or replicate an idol, which is sounds you know to the untrained ear you know there's something wrong or it's broken you know they think you're a maniac for trying to achieve such a thing but it's exactly what makes this yeah. car very special that attention to detail um, yeah. and achieving that that perfect noise close your eyes and you're 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 back as a kid watching san exactly. remo again san remo again yes exactly 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 yep and, and was there any particular challenges in recreating other parts of the car or stuff that you know you set out to replicate exactly as the works car but then said no it's not possible or it's not worth it or we can improve you know um i, I would... spoke to yeah. guys from stable fabrication at rally legend a couple of years ago and they have that legacy beautiful legacy uh, yeah. recreation yeah. um you know and they said we wanted to do titanium wheel studs but it was just yeah. wasn't worth the effort you know yeah um, yeah uh 
the uh, the difficulty came from the fact that uh, every time you uh, you were considering a, a, an original uh, part or piece, uh, uh, maybe there was still the supplier, the original supplier that had the drawings uh, and the right uh, to produce that after years. Uh, but maybe he was not uh, in the right conditions of uh, making eight pieces instead of eight hundred or or eighty, you know. So that was that has been the, the most difficult part. Not only putting together the the knowledge of, and the know-how, but also to be sure that uh, people are following you and your project. Because when you go there, and say, "Listen, I'm going to make eight Subaru Impreza coupes." Say, "Are you crazy or are you drunk?" <laughs> Okay, and when you start making the first one and uh, with the full uh, media coverage that we are having, uh, which I'm really uh, proud of because it gives, uh, uh, it gives the, the measure of uh, how people are still passionate about this project and uh, because of the appreciation also to the quality, as you said, and the full commitment. Uh, trying to do things uh, at at the best possible level okay um, then this is a good way and a good good tool uh, to convince uh, the one that i've not been able to convince so far mm -hmm. and are you guys using you know like the same differential ratios e even to the original car or have you made any adjustments yeah. in that it's exactly yeah. the same yeah, it's exactly the same. Uh, the car has, uh, I'm sorry, I know it in, uh, in kilometers, it's 198 kilometers per hour, which is uh, one, uh, uh -huh. 30, 40, uh, it's in the 30s, I think. Yeah, Adam, Adam Thaler wrote it exactly uh, on, on Evo magazine, mm -hmm. Evo 300. I think it's fair to say Adam was more than a little bit impressed with the car, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so and, and uh yeah so the the rear differential is uh is uh, is a spool so it's completely blocked uh, and um this was the configuration for uh for the for the work team um for um for private customer there was also a possibility of uh lsd like 20, 25% LSD, but we, we kept the spool one, even though uh, parking that uh, at the supermarket is much uh, more difficult <laughs> because you jump like this when you have to mm -hmm. make maneuver. And uh, the sensitive uh, is um, hydraulic with electronic command and as and same uh, the front diff. So we are, we I decided to make the car in the latest configuration of 1996, okay? uh with also the front diff which is uh, hydraulic with uh, electronic control mm -hmm. and but the the ease of driving uh, uh, of of this car is probably uh because of uh the suspension system which is improved uh, and also the differential i mean uh the correct not the correct but the very let's say um the management of uh, the differential mm -hmm. uh, can really make the difference in uh, the in the approach uh, uh, of the car to your uh, drive style. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, once you find out uh, which is, uh, as, as I said before, I wanted to have a neutral car, 
in the standard setup. But then you have 10 positions on the front and 10 positions on the rear disc with two maps, okay? Like wet and dry. And when, when you move that, you can really feel the car going sideways more, being more aggressive or being less aggressive. And this is a huge plus, I think. Huge plus. Huge plus. I mean, it sounds like the technology, and it makes sense, has, has enabled you to uh, have a sort of broader freedom in terms of dialing the car to suit different driving styles and making it friendlier for people who perhaps aren't as as experienced or naturally gifted. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. And this, I think, this is a big plus because when you uh, when you when you buy a car like this, uh, you don't want just to to have an, the nightmare of <laughs> of driving it. You have to have the pleasure to drive it. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, my original car. Once you really get into it and you push, it's not easy. It's not so easy. It's not so easy. It always uh, very. It is always very aggressive. Always very aggressive. Into the stuff. In terms of the the eight cars that that are being built, has yes. has there been much uh, variety in the spec? Of each car between one and another, you know, have different customers made different specification decisions? Okay, but first of all, um, a rally car is is, is like a, a customized dress, mm-hmm. so you can really choose uh, your your configurations. In, and uh, in the car, you can choose the driving position where you want to have it. You can you you can choose the setup of uh, the suspension. You can even say uh, if you want to have a light the lightest possible car and then you have to put some loads uh, to bring it to the um, to the minimum weight allowed or you want to have uh, a, a tarmac and heavy gravel shell or a heavy gravel shell so these these possibilities mm-hmm. are all are all possible or options and uh, they read this you can have LSD or spool, and so on. So, so it's yeah, it's there, there are plenty of uh, of choices. In fact, uh, when you when you talk to to, to the to the to the future future driver of uh, Best Impreza, you have to spend at least two days uh, showing things, letting him letting him um, um, think about, uh, and then going back, uh, answering questions, making sharing evaluations and so on and it all depends on the purpose that uh, you want to uh this car for because mm-hmm. if you want just to go for rallying okay of course your your choices are driven in that in that direction if you want to have it like a collectible car because uh, the big thing is this car is becoming uh, okay a collectible car um then maybe you go for easier solution, technical solutions that allows you during the weekend to take out the car from the garage and making a run, you know, mm-hmm. with friends and so on. So, yeah. H- hence the option of uh, of turbo restrictor size as well, presumably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, um, we start from the 38 mil mm-hmm. or the 34 mil. Mm-hmm. And we are waiting for the FIA to let us know what will be the the restrictor allowed for uh, these years uh knowing knowing that the super impreza started with the 38 then was reduced 
but then all the previous cars like Audi Quattro and so on are 30 on 38 mm-hmm. or without restrictor. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I assume most of the ones you're selling will be 38. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> I would say yes. So when can we expect to see some of these cars start to compete in historic championships okay. in the next few years? Okay, so the, the owner of the first car is the Re- European Rally Champion in charge of 2021, Andrea Zivian, with the Audi Quattro. So his, uh, his rally debut will be at Rally Legend this year. So I invite everybody to come to Rally Legend, not only because there is the debut of Best in Fredza, but because Rally Legend is something incredible, really incredible, one-off, mm-hmm. one-off. And uh, at Rally Legend, uh, we will uh, uh, present car. Uh, we will present car number two, okay. Uh, and there will be the handover from the McRae family to the to the next owner. Wow! Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. And uh, in the historic, uh, uh, we wait for the FIA. It could be next year in uh, in some creating a special group. Uh, for uh, for the Group A cars from ninety two to ninety six, uh, or it could be yeah the year after, but letting them uh, already race next year. So we wait, we wait, we see. But in any case, the car is eligible for modern rally with the thirty four mil uh, restrictor. So uh, you don't have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And do you have any plans to maybe show off the car at a few more events around around Europe or or, or anywhere else to to demonstrate the car's capabilities on on different surfaces, different roads, or, or is that on the horizon at all for you guys? Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, I say why not because I don't have that in in my plan. Uh, I've got an invitation from Saint uh, to go uh, to Asturias in September to show the car there. Mm-hmm. And um, we will see. Maybe that could be an event, mm-hmm. but I'm doing things step by step, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to... As I started, okay, as I started with the project, uh, the first car was to, to go in my hand, mm-hmm. but I sold it before, even before presenting the car. The second one is sold as well. And so I, I'm, I'm making a, a booking myself <laughs> for for one of the cars. Well, just just finally, actually, do you have which which of the eight cars would you most like to own yourself? Which the you know, San Remo one? The San, San Remo, of course, of course, course. Yeah, 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 naturally, but naturally. There, but there is already another contender, and uh, you know, um, I could uh, bend my knees in front of the business. <laughs> <laughs> And making a and making a copy. No, I'm just kidding, just joking. But <laughs> yeah, I would I, I would love to keep some Remo for myself if I can. If I if I can't, that's good. You might have a battle on your hands to get it. I imagine, given the given the coverage uh, the car is getting at the moment, yeah, it could quickly yeah. disappear. Um, yeah, exactly. You could you can always show it off at the Donegal International next year or something like that. Maybe in the historic section, that would be yeah. quite a display. We. we yeah, we have a project. I just came from uh, back from um, from Redwood, uh, California, where mm-hmm. I meet with Isimi, and uh, they have a beautiful project uh, to create an event uh, in uh, Colorado next year. 
uh, and their wish is to put together uh, the some uh, some car collectors uh, from the US that owns a 037 S4 and so on, Audi Quattro, being also my Impreza, and putting them together in order to create a new tradition in the US, which I think is the right moment to do. Because mm-hmm. in the US now, the rally passion is really growing and uh, collection of rally, important rally cars as well. Mm. It's very interesting to watch, actually. It, it, it certainly is really, it's starting to, to really take its stride now and older cars yeah. coming in there as well that were never seen, that never competed uh, on mm. that side of the Atlantic, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if you think that the uh, U.S. is the only country in the world where Subaru is still competing officially, mm-hmm. which for me, I mean, I don't want to comment that this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we could go on too long here about that. <laughs> yeah, um, and I suppose before before we wrap things up. Carlo, because I'm conscious of, of time. You mentioned earlier on that you, you always want to improve and make things better and, and not rest at, at leaving things done. So where does making this better come into play? Is there What's, what's next? You know, eight cars are complete if you're only doing eight. Where, where do you go from there? What's the next, next project for you? Oh wow! Next project for me. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Do you need to come? I have, I, I have already received uh, a couple of uh, even crazier requests, um, which I I leave them as crazy requests. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let, no. Let let's say let's say uh, step by step, step by step. Mm-hmm. Um, Can number two, we start racing uh, in uh, in October. Can number uh, can number one. Can number two, it will be delivered in uh, at Rally Legend. Uh, from the data I will collect uh, from car number one, there will be be by sure some improvement to make on the on on the on the following ones. So uh, going down to the eighth, I feel I think we we are in the full process of making things better and making little improvements that the then can be brought back uh, also to the other cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one thing. Uh, I really like the, the, I really like the, the idea of uh, going to the safari one day. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. the, the, the Impreza 555 only did one safari in works, guys. Am I right in saying was it only 96 that the 555 did the safari? Uh, uh, could be wrong, but uh, either way, it'd be a good return. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, an Impreza prepared for Safari would be very competitive in Safari mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, in the Safari, you know. <laughs> and and historic Safari is getting more and more popular as well. So I mean, you know, the it's right crazy. time. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, the program, the, pro- the whole project is is wonderful. I mean, like your passion for it from the ground up is is clear to see. Um, and uh, yeah, it can only go one way. It's going to succeed. Let's face it. Yeah, also, just, thank you. No, thank you. And and I think we have to thank you for you know as as people that share you know a common interest. We can only benefit from more projects like this, and and people with a desire to to get more of these cares out there. You know, particularly 
you know, the timing obviously is right, which you've obviously taken into account. And as you know, from experience with your own care, you know, we want to see these cars competing in historic championships, but it is obviously quite difficult to do so with an original mm. car. So, you know, we want to be seeing these cars. We want to hear these cars and, and hopefully it's the start of, of, of more things like that to come. Yeah. Yeah. We do all want the same thing. Absolutely. <laughs> we're very, we're quite simple to please as rally fans in some ways. Um, maybe not when you get down to the nitty gritty, but you know, we, yeah. <laughs> Just out of boxer. Yeah. But Carlo, thank you so, so much for giving up your time. Um, I unfortunately won't make rally legend this year. Um, maybe next year. I've been twice and I'd really, really do need to go back because it is. An incredible this experience. Be, this, this year, this year will be huge because it's, a, it's the twentieth anniversary. Mm, yeah, which, which makes me not being able to go feel a little bit more sad. But things are clashing. Uh, okay, 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 okay. So thank you very much, guys, for the opportunity. No problem, Carol. Thank you so much. Well, that brings us to an end of part two of episode two. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our chat with Carlo. Uh, I know we certainly did, and uh, Best in Pretza is certainly a really special thing. So, join us for next episode. For episode three, we will be discussing some also-rans and never-rans of the Group E regulations. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye.